It's the Muppets Minute Show with your hosts, Annie and Nick. Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today, we're talking about the Muppets Take Manhattan, Minute 29. Minute 29 begins with the first part of a three-part plan and ends with Kermit saying, far out, right on. <laughs> sure does. I, I, I mean, I don't know how else to end the minute, but because it's just, it's, it's, it's pretty far out and right on. So. Groovy. Uh, we have... Thanks, sweetheart. You did a good job introducing this minute. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. Uh, yeah. Look, I, no, I, no, no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say, before you even start your thing, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that the thanks, honey, sweetheart, all that stuff is perfectly fine here because this is totally tongue-in-cheek Yeah, playing a character. Like, this is totally that um mm -hmm. now the the sad thing is they'd probably do the same thing you know in a script here without even thinking about it if it wasn't this kind of character but here is kermit playing a character and he's saying what he thinks should be said i mean sadly it's probably actually what is said or was is still who knows yeah but yeah. i mean that that is the, the he's playing a character so to me, that's why this part of the script is, is just fine, kind of having that in there, because that's what he's doing. Yeah, I actually agree with you. And again, in isolation, it's fine. It's just, it's just, it's just this constant onslaught right. that gets under my skin. You know what I mean? And I don't really have a whole lot to say, because I completely agree with you. I mean, he's clearly yeah. doing a caricatured version of this, this agent or whatever. So I get it. And, and you know what? The, 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 the secretary sort of makes up for it with her sort of dry like non-reaction mm -hmm. you know and she's it's clear that she's very used to this treatment mm -hmm. so uh, in a way in a way it's kind of like it, making fun of itself right if that makes sense yep. so yeah i don't like i don't find this scene particularly pro problem problematic on its face i just think it's um it's just one more needle in the giant haystack of of uh <laughs> of this of this type of thing that happens over and over again anyway uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. But let's go back to the beginning of the minute, actually, um, because I wanted to point out that this little after Kermit says, if you can't beat him, join him. And we have this amazing music cue. I, I don't even know how to describe it, Nick. It's like it, it it's it's like its own little little weird genre of of music cue. Right. I Doesn't don't like it, it feels almost like um it feels though very much like an old sitcom or something transitioning to the next scene though to me yeah uh, yeah but it's just it's it's i you know it's funny it weirdly takes me back to my childhood because i used to and i am i should say this i used to have this um like you know those little tiny records yeah. that were like in a, with a little book and they go in a sleeve right and yeah. like i used to have that for this movie and I listened to it all the time. And I remember that music cue wow. was on it. And so it kind of got burned into my brain. And so when I was watching this movie and it came on, I was just like, that's so familiar. Oh, my gosh. It's bizarre. And I mean, it's it's very almost eerie. That's not the right word. But like it's it's kind of like 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't describe it, but I just love it. I really do. I love this little music cue. I love this transition. <laughs> and it's just, it's like, okay, here we go. We got Kermit in a disguise. This is going to be good. You know what That's I mean? funny. I've never thought too deeply about that music cue. But yeah, it, 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 to me, it's, it's, it, it is very fit. Like, we don't do that too much anymore. We don't have these... Maybe we do. I don't know. I don't watch as many sitcoms these days, but I don't feel we have those transitions, you know, where like you transition from one thing and then show it exterior and have a little music cue. I feel like we don't produce movies or television like that anymore. Well, we do on uh, on Family Guy. Well, yes, that's that's an animated show. Yes, Uh, but yeah, it does feel like a very sitcommy thing. It totally does. That's a really good way to describe it. Um. But I, I wanted to say this actress in the elevator, I don't know if you happen to figure out who these people were, but she looks familiar to me. And I was wondering if she was like anyone. Uh, no. Uh, no, these two people are uncredited. OK, but I do think it's funny, though, how they're both looking at Kermit like, what, what is this guy? It's very funny. She gives him a wide berth for sure. Definitely, yeah. She's like, I don't know what this is. And then the guy even, I mean, the the man, I think, is just maybe being polite and letting her exit first. Because you can't, you can kind of see his eyes go over to, to Kermit as she's leaving. But you can't see his expression, which is kind of unfortunate. Because I would have liked to have seen both of their expressions. But um, it is cute how he kind of peeks around the corner. And then we're like, oh, God, what is this outfit? Like, that was my yeah. first thought is, what is this outfit? And well done, Jenny. Because this jacket is like, it full on has shoulder pads. It's amazing. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, isn't it, and this is kind of what I was saying earlier when I was like, if she and, P- and Piggy ever actually became friends, like they would be a force to be reckoned with because <laughs> they could probably start their own fashion line, you know? Yeah. Um, this is great, though. Like, I, I wonder, A, how long it took Jenny to make this, like how many days went by before he actually got to do this first part of the plan mm-hmm. um and where he found this little frog-sized afro i need to know like i have to know where he found that well we always wonder that because they they always happen to find clothing and disguises that fit them and it, it's just fantastic that they're able to do that i mean maybe maybe doll shops i don't know you know well you mean in general when the Muppets need clothing oh, on, on the spur of the moment? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Remember last because, movie? I mean, in Caper, they did the same thing. It's like yeah. they found these outfits and they, they, it's like, okay. But I, I like that they wrote that actually into the script that, hey, we now have a way to get these mm-hmm. uh, ridiculous outfits and they can essentially look however we want because they're being custom made for us. Right, right. So I like that they were able to kind of write that in, into the story and Jenny is, can, can be helpful in different ways. So I think that's pretty cool. And I love his little medallion. I don't know what the image on the medallion is. It almost looks like a, like a music note, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I can't tell either. Like a treble clef or something, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to put any money on it, but it's just really funny because it's, it's very, it's like, what are you thinking, Kermit? And he's pretty convincing. Like, I wonder this entire scene Like she's this secretary to me seems like she's so used to talking to people like this Mm -hmm. that it she doesn't even give it a second thought. Like that's I I think she thinks that it's a little strange that he's a frog, but like there's no sort of uh, expression change that she's like surprised to see him or what's this creature doing in here, you know? Um, so it's just really funny to me, and it, it means that I think Kermit actually is doing a good job. <laughs> he is. You know? One of my favorite Muppets things is when the Muppets do things that 
th- when they act like they think that other people act to yeah. like do things that like they're they're so naive about life in the world and things that to me I think they actually think that this is the way people act and we see this in the other movies as well there's certain scenes where they're just acting like oh no this is how this person would act right if they were doing right. this and I'm I'm doing this and they do these funny like little little things like this I think um the, the the interesting reaction to Kermit from the people on the elevator, from the receptionist, and we'll see tomorrow, is interesting because uh, for the most part, we're always like, well, people look at Kermit as a frog and Fozzie as a bear and and pig, you know, Miss Piggy as a pig, and don't think twice about it. Like it doesn't matter. Right. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, no, that's a frog. So, okay. But in this case, it's because of the outfit. Like it's more because of the outfit than he's a frog. They're right. You know, they're like, who's this crazy frog in this outfit? You know, if he was just a frog, they wouldn't think twice about it, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I often wonder like if Kermit had just come in like his normal self. Right. Like, what would the receptionist have done? Would the same exact thing have happened? Yeah. And like, would he have been able to get into the office? Like, I, it's a good it's a good question. Like, well, I, I think wonder- he would have because remember, they got all those other appointments and they were, you know, a frog and a bear and a, whatever, you know, a gonzo and a whatever they are. Um, yeah. And they got all those appointments. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is the funny thing is like Kermit thinks he needs to do this because of all the books he read and. You know, the things he learned about what, you know, producers are or what producers want right. and things like that. Yeah. So it's uh, very funny. Though. It's, it's really it's a funny scene. And I think that like I like the little details like on her desk. I like you see the I heart and Y button. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this like, you know, even there's looks like there's a picture of like her baby. The baby which picture is a nice touch. Yeah, it is a really nice little touch. And I like that a lot. Um, Sorry, I'm going to say it's her grandchild. Yeah, I would. You're right. It's probably a grandchild. Uh, I would hope that that would be uh, not not hope. But I mean, it would seem kind of unfortunate if this woman is like got a teeny baby at home and she's working her receptionist uh, job. I don't know. That just sounds kind of sad to me. But anyway, it's very cute. It's a nice little detail. And I wonder if it's like a crew baby, you know? Oh, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. Could could be. That'd be a cool piece of trivia. I have no idea. It probably came with the frame. Yeah, that's possible too. It is a very odd looking little frame. Looks like shaped like a pear. It's a or horrible frame. Right? Like, come on, get a normal frame. But it is, it does stand out. Like, I definitely yeah. noticed it. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little detail. I like, I just, I think that they've done so good with the set direction in this movie. Like, it's just, it, it's really good. I like mm. it a lot. It's so 80s. <laughs> uh, wine Sop. Like, what is that a name? Did you look that up? Is that like a. Like a person that we need to know, or uh, no, no. It, wine shop means nothing except this fictional uh, agency here in the Muppets world. If you have to sop up some wine, yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens. I've definitely done that on multiple occasions. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Shamed to admit it. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a funny scene, and I, I, I'm, I think that the next scene is even funnier but i love how jim is playing this little character it's just it's very cute it's very it's appealing in kind of a cringy way it's very appealing yeah so um yeah so this is our second um uh celebrity cameo 
Yeah, I was going to say, who's this? Yeah. So this this actress is considered a celebrity cameo in this movie. By the way, we're going to, you know, I, I, I'm actually saving most of my talk about this for the end credits because there's some stories involved here and things like that. But the the celebrity cameo roster in this movie is very lackluster. Yeah, you were telling me that. Because, yeah. I mean, isn't it like it's people that we don't really like they're not maybe they're Broadway people or they're not necessarily fa- super famous. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even think they were super famous in 1984, to be honest with you. For some reason, they just couldn't get the caliber. Um, yeah. But this one's interesting. This is Francis Bergen, Bergen, or I guess Bergen, right? Um, uh, this is Candace Bergen's mom. Oh, OK. And... Hey. It is Edgar um, Bergen's wife. Remember, Edgar okay. Bergen is the ventriloquist from the Muppet movie who Jim oh. looked up to, put him in the Muppet movie. Didn't then, he die? Right. Before the film yeah. came out, he dedicated the film to him. Yeah. Well, and, I wonder if that baby is Candace, like a baby oh, photo. Oh, interesting. That's a pretty good celebrity cameo. That would be cool. I didn't read that anywhere. You'd think that'd be somewhere if it was. I don't know, but that's, yeah. that's cool to think about. I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, so she was a pretty successful um, actress and model in her own right. Um, she w- was a model for many years um, in a lot of different um, campaigns on billboards and magazines all over the place. She was also an actress um, did most of her films in the 1950s. Um, uh, nothing too huge, although she was in the 1953 version of Titanic. Ooh. And apparently she was in um, a, apparently a popular Western at the time from 1958 to 1959 uh, called Yancey Derring- Derringer. Uh, mm. Yeah. Never, never heard of it. Um, more recent time, then she took like a couple decades off mm-hmm. <laughs> and then started acting again in the 80s. Um, and she was uh, in uh, American Gigolo, let's see, um, Made in America. Um, she was on MacGyver, Murder She Wrote, stuff like that. So, yeah. um, nothing too huge, but um, apparently in, in the 50s, she had some decent roles, and like I said, she was a model. And um, Then she was, uh, she did appear in two episodes. She did two cameos in her daughter's show, Murphy Brown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, too. So, there you go. That's uh, yeah. Francis Bergen. I had no idea who it was, so I'm glad that uh, that you let me, let me know. Mm-hmm. And I like that this uh, this agency it's it's they have a New York branch and a Beverly Hills branch. Right. So like he's yeah. clear he's clearly trying to and he says he flew in from the coast, right? So he's clearly trying to be like a Beverly Hills agent. Yeah, which I think makes it all the more hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, you <laughs> kind of, you kind of touched on this before I started talking about the the celebrity cameo. I I, th- I do think that I feel like Jim probably had a blast doing this character. Yeah, like it feels like it's, something Jim probably giggled over, like the fact that he was kind of making fun of the agents and the because yeah. after reading his bio, I just get that feel that he would have enjoyed making fun of this type of person. Yeah, I actually agree with you. And you can even just tell from his performance that he's having a ball, yeah. you know. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
I do like his line too to her when he says, "I love your hair. Don't ever touch it." <laughs> <laughs> I know, so good. It's really funny. Um, and, and, you know, his lingo feels very seventies, but I mean, we we are talking filming in eighty three, so writing the script in the early eighties. So there's always some you know crossover between lingo, you know. Well, and yeah, that's probably what Kermit would be would be picking up on right you know at that point like maybe that's those are the maybe that's the research he's done you know yeah so so it does it does kind of track i think it's really funny i love it yeah yep uh well i mean i want to see where he's headed this is another scenario of uh i mean he's about to go meet you know lenny lenny and he's very excited to meet lenny i'm excited to meet uh, lenny yeah, again, another moment where the minute ends like perfectly, like perfectly. So uh, I think that's a great place to, to, to wrap it up. Uh, what do you think, Nick? All right. You ready? Uh, I, uh, I'm ready to talk about minutes 30 tomorrow, and I'll be very excited about that. Thanks, you guys, for listening to Minute 29. We will be back with you guys tomorrow with Minute 30 of Muppets Minute. <laughs>